Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in Arizona Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in our team. Do you believe? My name is Aiden Law. My co-host, as always, is former Arizona Wildcats corner, number five in your programs. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Shaq Richardson. Dude, two weeks, uh, two weeks of this, man. How you feeling after these last two games? Oh, man. Back losses, you know, these struggles on offense and defense and special teams. We're going to have to get it together. They got plenty of work to do, especially coming up for, with, uh, with that Stanford game this weekend. But, folks, if you enjoyed the show, please help us out by hitting the subscribe button on your favorite podcast outlet, including iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary, and TuneIn. Leave us a rating if you would be so kind. You could also find us at Believe.com. We're pretty much everywhere, so make sure you find us and subscribe for sure. All right, so let's start with Washington last week, man. So Washington comes to the Arizona Stadium and just puts it on the Wildcats, taking that 51-27 to win. Jacob Eason throws for 243, two touchdowns on 15-22, to and then they ran all over the Wildcats with guys like Sean McGrew, who, who carried 13 times for 106 yards, and he got just three touchdowns on the ground from uh, Salvin Ahmed, who's like, he's like their guy in, on the run game. 23 carries, 95 yards. So it seemed like the team in the first half was down for a dogfight. You know, they were mean. They played fast. They hit hard. And then the second half, and more importantly, the fourth quarter, they seemed to have no energy left. And with the amount of turnovers, it's not hard to see why. But, you know, as you mentioned, we were talking about this last week, we need to start with the leader of the Wildcat offense, who, you know, is Khalil Tate. Tate was in a panic mode from what seemed to be from the get-go. And uh, the result was Tate's line of 13 for 25, 184 yards, a touchdown, an interception, and a fumble. You remember that fumble? He was – kind of running backwards. He switched hands, got hit, and then fumbled. That, that got taken to the end zone, man. What, what, what do you think is going on here with Tate? Oh, I think, uh, man, I think Tate's real uncomfortable in the pocket right now. Uh, that Washington game, he's just bailing on the pocket, running around, uh, not really sure where, where, to, where to put the ball, not sure if he wants to run, if he wants to pass, taking too many sacks and just, you know, not really finessing the pocket as good as you would want to see a quarterback finesse or, or grow, you know as a quarterback with the quarterback vision and filling the pocket and finding, you know, the first read, second read, things like that. Oh, man, it's just been bad. That, that, that fumble, that turnover, that was terrible. You could tell that was just uncomfortable. I don't even know what he was thinking about when he did that. But uh, our defense our defense hung around as long as they could. You know, uh, I think with, with, with the amount of turnovers that we had and the type of offense again that we're playing, not really putting any drives together, not really, you know, Scoring the ball, field goals, not even making any of those. Uh, it's kind of hard for a defense to, you know, keep fighting all game long. But uh, they got to have that kind of pride to finish the game strong. But it is tough. Definitely. And they only forced one turnover in this one. And it was a fumble by Aaron Fold, the wide receiver. So, and you just mentioned it right now. As someone that's, you know, plays on, played on that defense not long ago, when an offense can't help you by, by putting up some points or at the very least, like, kill some time and get you some time to rest on, on the sideline, like, just how do, how does a defense like uh, what is the mindset of a defensive player right when you're when your offense can't put up points and you you're constantly on the field like what 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 is your uh, where does your mind go at that point? Right, it's hard. You you fight as long as you can, as long as you can, as long as you can, and then like when you make a play and then you make a play for the offense and you give them the ball back and then they you know don't do anything with it after so many times it's like oh man we gotta go back out here again. But uh, the good defenses have a lot of pride, you know, so they. They uh they take pride in what they put on film, whether they win it or lose it. Um, I'm not saying that's an easy thing to do because it's like a collective effort. But and these guys are young, being being in college still. Uh, but it is hard when you're not getting any help from the offense. That like that late in the fourth quarter, the defense was doing good yeah. mostly the whole game until you know a couple plays like when 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 
when you make a mistake on defense and your offense is not helping you, you make a mistake. And then, you know, you you try to get help from the offense to, you know, all right, we messed up. Can you score for us? So we'll, you know, get back in the game. And then they don't score. Mm-hmm. You know, that that it's like, all right, so we made a mistake. We didn't get any points back. Now they're up seven more. And then you might go out again, get a stop, and offense doesn't score again. You might go in there and get a stop, and then offense doesn't score again. And then you make one more mistake. They score a touchdown. And then the offense doesn't score. It's like, you know, like, dang, it's, it's a lose-lose situation. I don't know, man. We got we got to figure this. We got to figure this out because we got to work together. We've, we've been struggling on special teams too, even. Right, special teams. I mean, and you mentioned it. This, you know, this this uh, against Washington, we the special teams killed us. And then you know, last night they killed us. But we'll talk about that night here in a minute. But um, with Washington, though, it's 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 it seems like the mental mistakes are, are a huge deal. I mean, we had, for example, JJ Taylor in the third quarter against Washington. You know, he he ran in a touchdown late. I think it was late in the third. And it was negated due to a holding penalty on Reed, right? And then, you know, Joyner fumbled with six minutes left in the third quarter. That led to a Washington score. And then, yeah, they had a 10-point lead, and Washington just poured it on after that. It seemed like the defense was kind of like, you know, like they were like, they were like the only team out there. Uninterested. They, they became uninterested, you know. They're trying to get out of the game just like, you know, anybody else would be trying to get out of the game. Honestly, when, when it's a bad game going and you see what's going on, uh, we got to give some props to uh, J.D. Taylor, though. He's an amazing running back. I've been watching him. He's been, he's been uh, doing his thing. Yeah, once J.J. came back from, from injury, like, you know, because he was, he was out for a while. We were doing that whole, yeah. you know, running back by committee, or running yeah. game by committee. He came back, and he's, he's, he's balling out. He's doing really well. Yeah, he's a, he's a good running back. Um, you could definitely tell the difference when he's on the field and when he's off the field. Those first few, or those few games that he was missing and then his first games back was very explosive, strong runs. Man, I think we need to. Uh, I think we need to lean on lean on our run game still, but mm-hmm. we got to be able to pass the ball within the pocket and uh, get some explosive plays. You know, some explosive plays and some, uh, you know, some like uh, intermediate plays. You know, intermediate routes, short routes, first down concepts, and things to to make uh, the downs like second and manageable, third and manageable. You know, we don't have to get the whole the whole ten yards every play. We can just get three to five yards on first down. You know, six seven yards. Take it a third is short, things like that, so we can run or pass, and we just have more options. I think, I think when we get when we get in our pass game, we just start, you know, scrambling and trying to throw deep, and then we're not running indecisiveness and things like that. At quarterback, you got to be decisive. You got to have confidence. Got to know where the ball is supposed to go, know the outlets, know the checkdowns and things like that. I don't think we're getting a lot of that from the quarterback right now. Right, and just I guess to finish off the Washington game, it was. Just constant mistakes, and then and four bad turnovers resulted in twenty points for Washington. And you know we were coming into into the Washington game, like I think we gave it like three points in in, in three fourth quarters, like in a row. And then we just you know the flood gets open in this one. So you know, but that was against a formerly ranked team. Like you know, we knew that Washington game was going to be hard. So yeah, Washington, Washington, Washington played good. Yeah, Washington did play good. Give props to them. Their quarterback they came through at the end, and, and they uh they played very good defense. Got pressure on a quarterback. Uh, made our quarterback uncomfortable. Um, they did. Uh, they did what they were supposed to do. Unfortunately, they came to our house and did it. You know, but um, they they played well, even though they they lost. Uh, they lost last night. You know, twenty four unanswered, but uh, they played as well. Right. So, just like you said, let's go into last night here. So then we go into USC. Now USC was you know at the at the time we were three and three. You know, three losses on the road, three 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 wins at home. Right. So. 
USC, USC was missing, I think, five defensive starters. They lost two more during the game. This should have been a chance, right, for the Arizona offense to show out, put a bunch of points on the board, and, and then, you know, especially following Arizona State, who lost earlier uh, – to they lost to Utah earlier in the day. This would have put us in the, in, in the lead in the Pac-12 South. Instead, what we, what we got – what we got – what we could gar, uh, call our ugliest game of the season, Khalil right. Takeo's 6 for 10, 47 yards in the first half, gets benched after one series in the third, got Grant Gannell in there in the second half. Uh, Gunnell did, you know, he did pretty well, you know, 16 for 26, 196 for two touchdowns. And he had that one pick, you know, in the rest of the game, only got sacked once. Arizona loses 41-14. Khalil Tate finishes his, his college career winless against USC. Um, you know, we talked about the, the quarterback thing here a second ago. Gunnell, you know, the difference between Gunnell and Tate, you were explaining that to me a little earlier here with, uh, with the differences here. So with Gunnell, obviously only got sacked once. Tate got sacked six times, and he was looking like he was running like crazy the entire game. What do you think is, like, the better move, like, moving forward at quarterback? I mean, Tate scored zero points, and then Gunnell scored, you know, 14. So, uh, honestly, you know, don't want to say, you know, we love Tate and everything. He's an amazing talent, very explosive, uh, very explosive athlete. But uh, I think Gunnell works the pocket a little better. You know, he stays in there. He executes the offense. It's his quick game routes. He's confident in, in most of his throws. Um, he uh, he might understand the offense a little better. It might it might not be it might not be you know uh, it might not be let's say um, it might not feel good to you know sit in that pocket, throw the ball, and get hit. But you know like like you know most quarterbacks do uh, when it's when they have trouble protecting the quarterback. But um, I think that's the better option than just you know snapping the ball and then running around and, and getting on the outside and not really knowing what to do and not really giving your offense a lot of even chance to protect you inside the pocket or execute the offense uh, in the first place um, because, you know, you bailing out on the pocket and running around and taking sacks and everything. Uh, we do have struggles uh, protecting the quarterback, but uh, a, a strong-minded quarterback got to stand in there and deliver a pass and take a hit, get back up. And, you know, do it again. I think the hardest position, the hardest position in football is quarterback. There's no way around it. It's some big dudes coming to hit you, man. It's very physical. You're getting hit very hard if you're in that pocket by some very large dudes. But that's why uh, I think quarterback is one of the toughest positions on the field, just because, like, there's just a size difference of the guys hitting them and sitting in that pocket, being a sitting duck, basically. But uh, it's a it's a confidence and a nerve that you got to have, you know, as a quarterback to know that you're going to get hit and still throw a dime and, you know, get back up and do it again. But I think Gunnell, uh, I think Gunnell has that. He's young, too. So I don't know. I think we should have went to him last game personally. But um, I think uh, I think uh, moving forward, we should we should go with him. And right. We got to keep we got to keep taking offense, though. You got to keep taking offense. He's explosive. We can run the ball. He can he can play different positions and do different things on the field, other than you know be our uh, pocket passer quarterback, which which we need right now because JJ Taylor's running the ball great. Now we just got to get these chains moving. We got to get these chains moving, you know, consistently. Not right, you mentioned big negative plays, you mm-hmm. know, things like that. And you mentioned JJ Taylor. He had a, he had a pretty solid game, man. Sixteen carries, eighty yards. He got involved with the passing, you know, the, the passing game. This dude can do it all, just like you said. And, and with that kind of of player in your backfield, and like the, the quarterback doesn't need to run that much anymore. You know, I mean, just, you, know, you know, avoid the sacks, obviously, but doesn't have to run that much anymore. And so, with with Grant Gannell, there, you said uh, I, I told. I think we were talking about the the play where he. I'm sure he threw the interception right in the very first pass attempt that he had, but he stayed in the pocket. 
he took a shot right to the side. He was holding his ribs on the way back to the sideline. He did yeah. get intercepted, but he stood in there, unlike Khalil Tate, who seemed to be very reluctant to stay in the pocket and take a hit. I mean, like you were talking about, he, he snaps the ball and immediately scramble time. Right. That's not. That's not. That's not helping. Uh, that's not. That doesn't help your offensive line either. You know, you they're they're expecting you to be in the pocket. They're expecting you to run the play. Have you been running at practice? Be in the pocket. But if you just go to scramble drill off, you know, off rip, it's uh it's hard for them to get a get a handle of where you're gonna be. They get holding penalties when you just you know get outside the pocket right now. I mean, quarterback is hard. You know, you're gonna have to sit in there and be tough minded and be tough physically. Deal with it, deal with those hits. It's gonna hurt, but uh, you gotta step in there and deliver the strike, and you know, be who your your team needs you to be. Lead them, be tough, stand in the pocket, execute the offense. I think uh, I think when you when you when you start taking too many negative plays, when you start taking too many negative plays, you know, you you can't really use JJ Taylor how you want to use them. You know, if you if you run a, a hitch on first down, you throw that slant on first down, it's second and five. Now we can run the ball. You know, we can run the ball with with JJ Taylor, maybe pick up the first down. If it's second and 15, second and, you know, 17 or second and 12 or whatever, whatever it is that you took a minus, a minus play, you can't, you, you limit your options as far as the play calling is concerned. And our weapons uh, right now is running the ball with J.D. Taylor and uh, being able to, we got to be able to pick up, you know, meticulous yards. Mm-hmm. We don't got to be a big play every time. We got to get these five yards, get these seven yards at a time. These pass routes that not, don't necessarily go for first downs but they go for, you know, medium games and make it more manageable. And I think Gunnell does that, you know, Gunnell does that pretty well. Yeah, I mean, he came in once, finally, once he got in the, in the third quarter, he actually got the offense moving. He ended up with, uh, you know, the, the two touchdowns that he, that, that he got. Um, to Brian Castillo, Brian Castillo, he, you know, he, he threw the, the ball to him four times, 101 yards, two touchdowns, you know, taking chances and they're staying in the pocket and just bombing it out. Yeah. So yeah, we need that. You gotta have confidence in your players. You got everything. Everything from quarterback is gonna is gonna stem from the pocket, and we need uh, we need somebody that can do that basically. And definitely. defense, uh, def- defense. Uh, oh man, I noticed I noticed something about our defense. We um we give up a lot of big runs. You know. Yeah. I think uh I think I don't I don't think we're really gap sound in there. I think we we kind of get moved out of our gaps. You might be responsible for a gap, and then you know somebody runs through your gap, or you're you're caught up on a block or something like that our uh our run stopping scheme mm-hmm. uh, I don't know but we're uh we're not gap sound or, or these these guys need to learn a little bit more about uh being one eleventh of the defense doing your job don't don't try to two gap when you're not supposed to two gap you know get in your gap and, and take your gap and uh have trust that your team is gonna your teammates are gonna be in their gaps too you know right right and then one person's out of the gap and then you know it's a you know big play, twenty yard run, just because one person is out of their gap. We got to change that. Right, and it, was, it seemed like there was, there was a few times where we, there, there was some blown assignments here. The uh, like I said, the run, the run, the run defense wasn't at all solid. But like overall, I mean, the way I saw it, then when the offense wasn't helping at all, the defense still like held the was you know, fighting to hold the USC back, right? So yeah. obviously, you know, we uh, I think uh, yeah, USC got the ball first. We got the three and out. Then uh, Barry Hill muffed the punt on what would have been our first possession of the game. Unfortunately, USC recovers that. They score. But the defense held them to three. And they were in the red zone. Like, they were in our territory. Yeah. And, and, right? And so, like, you know, talking about that part of, part of the defense, like, last night it seemed like that was the only thing holding, you know, that, that, was, that was, you know, making it. So we had a decent, like, you know, a, a manageable game in the first half. 
And in the second half, it just floodgates kind of opened again, and we didn't really have much uh, much left to do. Yeah, you know, some some of those um, halftime adjustments, uh, that, that's testament to the coaching. You know, when, when teams come out, they see things that they like in the first half or that they, they want to change and stuff like that, and then they start attacking it a different type of way. We just mm-hmm. got to be able to adjust. We got to be able to adjust just like they adjust and uh, compete during the second half. We used to always have that problem with uh, Oregon back mm-hmm. when I played, like, We'll be playing Oregon very well, very well, very well the whole first half, real confident. And then, like, boom, 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 boom. You know, three or four drives straight, they score big touchdowns or something like that. Uh, they, they see something that we didn't see or they, you know, um, came out in a different type of mindset than we did. But um, those second, ta- second half adjustments, we got to uh, pick it up and keep fighting. I mean, the defense, defense, we need help. You know, we need help in the defense. We need help stopping the run because we don't stop the run well enough to begin with, that opens up passing yards, you know, big plays in the pass game because they can just do anything. We got to limit them to, you know, being only able to do one thing or, or take away something, you know, and it has to be the run first. So we got to, we got to stop the run better. Right. Right. And then, um, you know, defensively, I got I to gotta give them a lot of credit. They did force a fumble earlier in the game out of uh, mm-hmm. Quincy Jonesy. I think he's number 27 on the USC. Um, he had the carry. They hit, you know, I think it was Schooler that, that, that recovered it. Um, nice. Right, and then, so then, but then right away we give it back. Literally the next, like the next drive, two plays later, they give it right back, that's, and he, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> exactly, I said, like you look at that sideline, the defense kind of like they literally had their, they had their, you know, some of the guys had their helmets off, but they were looking, looking their faces, kind of like, really, <laughs> like we got to go back right. out there right now. All right, we just got you the ball. Keep it. Right, keep it for a little bit. You know, give us a little bit of time here. So no, the defense no, finishes. Score. No, 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 no. Score uh, a touchdown. We right, need score. You definitely score, score. A touchdown. Yeah, we need more points. Period. Right, right. And then, so again, the defense finishes with with the takeaway, the fumble recovery. Tony Fields and Colin School were over the field for Arizona, and then, uh, you know, unfortunately, that the result wasn't what we were looking for. So, coming this next up, we have Stanford. We going into Stanford. Uh, Stanford's coming off a loss as well. They lost to UCLA, I think, thirty four sixteen this last Thursday night. Nothing really impressive with Stanford in this one. The US, UCLA defense was able to sack the quarterback seven times, and then their lone touchdown came on a carry by Cameron Scarlett early in the game. So even though on paper this looks like this one we, another one we should win, like we're already heavy underdogs at this point against Stanford. Seems like no one has confidence in our in our offense to you know to score points. You know what? What do you think? Was that? That's the quarterback position that they don't have confidence in. Right. Unfortunately. So you're thinking maybe we should just start Grant Ganell the rest of the season? Whoa, you want to know what I think? That's about my favorite. <laughs> oh, but, really? Uh, I mean, uh, shoot, I think um, I think they should go with Gunnell. I yeah. think we should. I told you um, when we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think we should implement a two-quarterback system to mm-hmm. where we use Tate and we use Gunnell. Um, I think we need Gunnell to get our pass game going, and I don't think you should take a player like Tate completely off the field with his running ability, speed. You know, we got to get him more comfortable, comfortable with what he's comfortable doing. You know, mm-hmm. he seems uncomfortable trying to execute the offense um, in a way that we need it. We need it done. So I think we should have a packages for both players. Um, who do we start? That's not my decision. I think we should start. I think we should start Gunnell, but you know, that's not going to be up to Coach Sumlin how he feels about um, about Gunnell for one, and about Tate. You know, this being his last year and everything. Um, but you know, most, most, you know, quarterbacks like Gunnell, 
Um, I think like Braxton Miller was a quarterback in in for Oklahoma or uh, Ohio State, right? right. I, I would compare I would compare him to more like a um, Braxton Miller type of player. You know, he can get in the league and play a different position. He's athletic enough to find right. a, a home at a different position. Um, I just think with the uh, the the blocking not being as it should, um, he hasn't had a chance to to grow into a pocket passer and sit in there and and take a throw without getting hit. And, you know, that affecting how he handles pressure and might create pressure uh, in his head by bailing on the pocket or scrambling right now. You know, you can create pressure as a quarterback by not, you know, um, filling the pocket out. I think uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. Mm-hmm. I think if we want to win and score points, whoever scored the most points last week should play. I hear that. I hear that. All right. So for those that don't know, our very own Shaq Richardson is now corner for the Toronto Argonauts of the CFL. Shaq, uh, tell the ladies and gentlemen, tell, tell them what it's like to play in Toronto. Oh, being in, uh, being in, hey, I mean, I'm happy to be out here uh, still continuing my football career uh, in Toronto with the Argonauts. I got out here last week, started my first game. I almost had a pick, man. We didn't yeah. win. So I feel like, you know, a couple of plays that I missed that I should have had back. But overall, I think I had a good game. I'm excited to be back out here playing. Um, uh, we're thinking about re-signing out here next year, too, so we'll see how the rest of the season goes and, uh, you know, trying to see uh, what the future has for me, what God has for me in my future as well, whether it be coaching, whether it be uh, talking to you all day, Eddie, uh, mm-hmm. or uh, or playing playing more, you know, on whichever level that is. Sounds good, man. Enjoy Toronto, man. It's a hell of a town, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it is, you know. Uh, it's pretty fun, you know. Losing is not fun. Right. Because we're, we're, we're pretty bad right now. I think we're 3-12. Uh, three and three and 12. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we, I see some things that I can help out with, honestly, you know, the morale of the team, mental, um, coaching, coaching things, coaching things. Like, you know, we talk about football all day here, so I just go, go to work and talk more football, things that I notice, uh, help players out. They help me out. So I think I think we uh we could turn around by next year. Hopefully get some uh some talented some more talented players in here and do our thing. And Toronto is a great city. There you go, folks. If you if you been watching the CFL, now you got a reason to start. All right, for sure, get on that. All right, folks, it's gonna do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Please remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast outlet. You can follow Shaq on social media. Shaq, what's your uh, your uh, social media stuff? Yes, yes, my Twitter is dr4 underscore r i c h h dr4 rich. Follow me there you go. I'm on Twitter at Elot32. Thank you for believing. We'll see you guys next time. And as always, go Wildcats. Yeah, bear down still. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.